Okay, good afternoon everybody. Welcome to episode 2 of the Ground Grown podcast. Uh, we are still here in Central Ground uh, CrossFit, headquarters of the Ground Grown podcast. Of course, with me is our guest speaker. You'll get to know him in a bit. Hey guys. And of course, big boy. Big boy. Santa. <laughs> Alright, um, real quickly before we go into the episode, we just want everybody to please make sure to subscribe to our YouTube account. We also have a SoundCloud and an iTunes podcast uh, account up there. Please look at the links that will be provided, so please go ahead and subscribe to that. Follow us as well on Instagram and please like our page on Facebook. So. Without further ado, we have our very first guest speaker, and of course, why look so further other than our own best, best box friends forever? Hashtag yeah. BFF. We have Coach Pip Conde in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, before anything, Pip, really thank you for uh, for joining us today. It is quite an honor, and of course, uh, it's something that we've always wanted to. To, to do uh, and talk, sit down and talk with you. Yeah, so real you. quickly, yeah, let's just talk about uh, your background. So please go ahead and tell us about yourself, uh, who you are, why did we bring you here, where do you come from? Uh, I honestly don't know. I'm just like a clown here. But <laughs> <laughs> kidding aside, uh, I guess um, I'm one of the coaches here in the country who've uh, really tried to develop the, the sport as a whole in terms of fitness and in education and whatnot. Mm. Uh, I started out in this fitness movement about maybe 10 years ago from starting with martial arts just first. Uh, a lot of it has to do with functional movement and whatnot. But I got into CrossFit about four years ago and saw a so, sort, of a, sort of a gap that needed to be filled in the mm. country when it comes to fitness and education of fitness. So we opened up CrossFit Infinitas with my sisters and um, uh, a few other family friends mm -hmm. and we the rest is history. Mm. Creating, yeah. We created sort of the premier box in the north side of Manila, mm. uh, yeah. in Quezon City, to try to bring up the quality of CrossFit in right. the whole country. Yeah. Even Asia-wise, mm. you know. How long have you been coaching for? Uh, I've been coaching intently for about three years. Okay. Uh, yeah. A lot of it has been hodgepodge at the start, of course, you know. Mm. A lot of us yeah. didn't know what, what the heck we're doing, yeah, but yeah. over time, yeah. I guess three years would be a good number for you. Yeah. And in those three years, to my knowledge, you are one of the highest certified coaches, in fact, here in the Philippines. So go ahead and let our listeners know if you can just list down yeah. real quickly what those are. All right. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I took my C uh, CF Level 1 back in 2012, the end of 2012. And then uh, after that, I went straight the next year to get my gymnastics trainer certification. And I got my weightlifting trainer certification as well that same right. year. Yeah. And then following that up with the year after, with my level two, level two coaching. Right. So aside from the CrossFit uh, certifications, I've been um, I've been apprenticed by one of the top coaches in the whole world, mm -hmm. uh, Dusty Highland. Right. Yeah. Of course, uh, Dogtown CrossFit. If you don't know who Coach Dusty is. Hi, Dusty. <laughs> so peace. peace. Uh, so I've been apprenticed for about three years right. already and you know just taught me a lot of what it means to be co a coach and programming and whatnot mm. so I think that sort of built more of, uh, of who I am as a coach right and being in, in constant contact with uh, Mike Bergener mm. with Dave Spitz and um, Sean Velas all yeah. these yeah. Uh, all these coaches and of course mr. Jobwe no 
not high profile at all. <laughs> no, so Pip is actually exposed to a lot of high profile, not just athletes, but also coaches. And that's why, you know, bringing him in is a, is a great honor for us because we, we'd like to pick the minds of, of those who really know what they're talking about, especially in this industry. Um, CrossFit Infinitas' is, headquarters is located in, in Quezon City, yep. but you have a second branch. Yeah. yeah. We opened up in Savior and Green Hills. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a smaller box. It's more of a... It's more of a community box than the headquarters, which we've tried to build as, yeah, exactly what it means—a headquarters of fitness, right. where we have most of everything. We we handle nutrition as well as fitness to create one whole piece of a piece of a pie, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. and Savior is more of a more of the community gym where mm -hmm. a lot of the people there just really want to get fit. Right. They're right. not there for for the breadth of like say focusing into gymnastics, into weightlifting, mm. into competitive CrossFit. Yeah. They're there just to try to improve quality of life. Gotcha. So that's another reason. I mean, we brought in Pip because he's also in the experience background when it comes to the brand expansion of things. He's not just dealing with athletes in a, in a facility that's been around for three years. He's also been dealing with newer athletes, more community-based athletes. CrossFit Infinitas is known to be one of the more competitive boxes as well, as well in the Philippines, um, but that would be headquarters. And then yeah. as you mentioned, Infinitas X is more of really a community yeah. spot. And so, you know, having these kinds of coaches for us or having these kinds of guest speakers really put a lot of value. Um, so we'll be talking a lot more about that later as our main topic which today will be um, the athlete and coach balance, or if you want to flip it around, it kind of sounds, sounds the same, the coach-athlete balance. That's our main topic today. Um, we'll also be hitting on holiday nutrition. Yeah. Uh, very, very slightly. What are you supposed to be All eating? The king. What are you not supposed to be eating? What can you do uh, during the holidays? Because we've got about two weeks left, but if you add uh, the New Year, New Year season here in the Philippines, it's really popular for us to celebrate that as well. So we've got about... Two and a half weeks. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. We're going to do a quick fun segment. Uh, we're going to do one question, one answer. Uh, real quickly. Letter A or question number one. How do you keep your beard game on point? Oh, damn. You got to pray to the beard gods right there. <laughs> no. This is you got to get this. Because this is me shaving every day. This is me not shaving for a day. This is, <laughs> this is me not shaving at all. This is this. I shave for like... This and then two months later, it's still like this. Oh my god, man! So that doesn't happen. Well, honestly, this year has more upkeep than this year. Oh, up, I figured. I figured. Yeah. Because yeah. it's gonna look nasty. Is there like oil? Do you use like yeah shampoo? So, yeah, they have a specific shampoo and a specific oil and a beard conditioner as well. Okay. And you know you gotta get that hundred strokes in with that you know, fine strokes. tooth comb. You know. <laughs> Getting that uh, bone to bone to bone comb instead yeah. of the metal comb. Yeah. So if I shave every day, you think I'll ever get a beard like yours? That's a good question, bro. <laughs> I never have beard implants. I don't think I, be, I, be, I need to put something to grow a beard. Well, you know, uh, I've never been part of any beard community in the yeah. country, but some people see me and they, they add me into that beard community. Yeah. Apparently, it's a big thing. It's There's a, big a lot thing. of people it's here who thing. have like. Uh, an FAQ on how to grow a beard. And I was like, yeah. uh, what do you mean? I'm shaving since I was 14. Yeah. I've had a beard since I was 16. <laughs> so you're one of the luckier ones. <laughs> Favorite CrossFit movement? Uh, for show and total athleticism, muscle up. Muscle ups. Least yeah. favorite CrossFit movement? Just because I suck at it because of my bones, of my body structure, the deadlift. I was, gonna, I was about to give those two answers. This is how, how you know I know this guy really yes. well. Favorite cheat meal or food? Oh, man. 
all of it, all of it, specific restaurant, like your go-to restaurant if you were to go for a cheap meal. You think I'm really corny, dude. Uh, Pizza Hut stuffed crust. Pizza Hut, so that's an automatic answer to one of our questions for later on. <laughs> Pizza Hut stuffed crust. Favorite CrossFit athlete, one male, one female. That's interesting. I like the dark horses, I guess. So, a few years back, I like Noah Olsen. Noah Olsen. Uh, more recently, I I, I kind of like Alex Anderson because he's also another dark horse who just come, comes out of nowhere. Yeah, the siblings are really strong. Yeah, the dude. Siblings are really so, strong. There's something in the water over there where mm. they're from. Female, man, I love Lindsay. Lindsay Valenzuela has always been one of the, those people I really look up to. Cause she's got all that heart, you know. I thought it's because she's always chasing her numbers. Oh, dude, that, that's a different story <laughs> altogether. I actually told her that I beat her a few yeah, years ago, yeah. so yeah. she'll kill you. Yeah, she did, probably. Yeah. That's what Dusty said. Um, favorite CrossFit coach, male and female. My boy, Dusty. Male's oh. a given, so Coach Dusty Highland, you got like 10 mentions already. I know, right? I love yeah. you. <laughs> no, but like, uh, specificity aside, I like Ben Bergeron as well mm -hmm. with how he thinks about programming and whatnot. Yep. When it comes to the female coaches, I generally don't really have a, a favorite one. I mean, mm -hmm. like I've seen a few of them who, who have done really well when mm -hmm. it comes to that, but more I like how the girls think with nutrition, right, honestly. Yeah. They're very on point with nutrition. Yeah, very on point. They're Especially a lot better of, than guys yeah. when it comes to nutrition. Especially one of my favorite coaches, Coach Adi's Nadia. A, Nadia, oh my God. Yeah, She's like a, a female mm. coach crush for me coach right crush. now. Alright, uh, burgers or tacos? Tacos all day. Cupcakes or donuts? <laughs> Damn, the hesitation son. tells you a lot about it. Alright, donuts just Donuts, <laughs> just because it's here. Hot dogs or pizza? Pizza all day, son! Stuffed crust! Stuffed crust, we already figured that out. Alright, one thing that most people don't know about you. A lot beard. of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, like I think a lot of people peg me as a as a jock and a musclehead. I'm a straight A student. I've been part of the honor section of my class for like Turds. Yeah, six Nerd. years. Nerd. Nerd. Consistent Dean's Lister and my major in college is literature, not sports. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Pretty much. I've been reading books since I was four. The first book I ever read was an encyclopedia. What? Dude, what? my dad has like it's three okay, sets. But the first book I ever read was the Bible. Oh? Yeah, me too. Bow down, son. Yeah, but like, my dad's got three sets of encyclopedias and that's the first thing I read. Mm -hmm. By the time I was uh, five years old, I read 20 classics and whatnot. Sorry, we have a little bear right we have behind a, us. We have, pet, we have a pet right here. We have a pet bear over here behind us. <laughs> For extra strokes and cuddles. All right, so that, that kind of gives you a quick idea already of who, who Coach Pip is and, uh, of course, why we also have him on the show. Um, we really want to talk about this next topic because he does exemplify quite well and quite a lot about the, the topic that is being a coach and being an athlete at the same time. When we say being an athlete in the world of CrossFit, we specifically mean 
those that actually compete in the CrossFit competition side. We do understand that CrossFit is a methodology. At the end of the day, that remains to be true. It is a lifestyle form. It's a, it's a workout regimen. It is an exercise regimen. You can call it whatever you want, but to some people, they actually treat it as a com competitive thing. That they, they work their entire year around the, the, the season, as they would like to call it. The season, 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 the season being primarily revolving around the CrossFit Open. But we do have a lot of co uh, local competitions, and Pip is uh, dominant in both well, the his. Can't deny that. Uh, he's dominant <laughs> in all three segments. The weightlifting side, which is really popular in the CrossFit scene. The team edition workouts. Um, Pip and I, we shared the podium a few years back with the little bear. Oh, the bear's gone. The bear. The bear is gone. We shared the podium a few years back uh, uh, in the team throwdown competition. And of course, also the individual competition. Pip is one of the, the more charismatic athletes of the Philippines. So we're now gonna try to pick his brain a little bit and figure out why that is the case. Um, which we start with our topic, the coach-athlete balance. First of all, Pip, what do we have to say about coach-athletes and athlete-coaches? Yeah, I think that's a very interesting distinction simply because uh, you think about it, you just seem to turn the words around. Mm. But I think the way that you spell it out sort of gives you an idea of what's a priority. Mm. I think that's the that's basic uh, thing that you have to understand at first and foremost if you're going to be a, a coach athlete or athlete coach what are you first and foremost are you a coach then an athlete or are you an athlete then a coach right you know because uh, uh, a lot of people get into this this idea of coaching simply because they love CrossFit right and every time I hear of somebody who says uh, they want to be a coach or they want to open a CrossFit gym the first thing I tell them is you don't open up a CrossFit gym because you love CrossFit because mm -hmm. after a year or so you're gonna hate CrossFit right for yeah. sure but the, the one question you have to ask yourself is why you want to open up a gym or mm -hmm. why do you want to be a coach mm -hmm. so I think that the coach athlete segment as opposed to the athlete coach is when first and foremost your goal is for you to develop the people around you right or do you want to develop yourself first right because uh you know honestly any schmuck can be a coach you know right. i think you know this personally as well like yeah. a lot of people call themselves coach any monkey yeah. can be up on the front and if you just yeah. give them a good script they'll be exactly the coach right away. Yeah. They're, they're basically exercise facilitator facilitators mm -hmm. you know yep. they end up uh writing uh, they end up following or trying to do what you tell them to do but they don't necessarily know how to bring a person from point a to point b mm -hmm. but like i know this for a fact that a lot of people end up um wanting to be a coach because like they give one cue Right. And then the guy suddenly gets it. Oh shoot! Look yeah. how great I, how great a coach I am. Right. Yeah. But that's not the thing, right? Yeah. Uh, I think the most important question you have to ask yourself is why you want to be a coach. Right. So do you want to be an athlete or do you want to be a coach? Mm. I think that's that's the thing that you have to figure out. Yeah. Because coach athletes, this is just my opinion, honestly, are those people who first and foremost look at the development of the people around them. Right as opposed to their own personal development, right. as opposed to athlete coaches yeah. who, you know, uh, I've seen this happen uh, a few times where people, for coaches in the middle of classes are doing their workouts yeah. and just they go tell their classes, oh, you know, you got to do this, this is a, this is a warm up, this is a, this is a skill, this is a strength, this is Metcon, go. Right. And just on the side, either exercising, 
or eating their food, you know? Yeah. People don't pay you to eat or right. to exercise. That's, yeah. a, that's what a professional athlete is like. You know, mm. if you want to be like that, just go to Dubai. They got tons of that there. <laughs> you Dubai's know, but where the money at. That's yeah. where the money's at. But if you want to open a CrossFit gym and you want to be a coach, you got to be able to figure out why you want to help people, right. you yeah. know? And I think that's uh, something, honestly, I think you, you and I have in common. Mm. You have more in, in the tank for helping other people mm. than for just simply developing yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of it is, uh, so it's purpose-driven, right? Yeah, so it's, I, I feel it's all that, about... I feel that coach athletes, like what you were saying earlier, they kind of have to find their purpose first. Like Exactly. Um, am, I, am I a coach first before I'm an athlete? Exactly. Or am I being an athlete as a form of inspiration to yes. my athletes, right? Yes. So as their coach, they're going to look on to me. Exactly. Now, if they're looking on to me and I'm not performing to a level that inspires or motivates my athletes, then I'm also not doing my, my position as a coach. Exactly. And when you flip it around, you've got these athlete coaches, right? Whereas I feel that these people exist primarily just for one free membership. Exactly. Oh my right? God. So they're, being, they're, they're coaches so that they don't have to pay for membership. And second of all, that they have a better, basically a bigger, better excuse to use their athleticism exactly. to teach a certain crowd. You know, it's like yeah. uh, it's like those people who lose thirty pounds and suddenly post on Instagram. Oh, guys, I'm an online personal coach on nutrition. Right. Yeah. You know, pay me two hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just lost thirty pounds. Yeah. What the heck, man? Yeah. It yeah. takes more than that. Yeah. So basically, our general public, uh, our recommendation here is like really get to know your coaches, guys. Um, and it's not just knowing them on a personal level and what their achievements are. Remember, at the end of the day, it's not really about what the coaches are capable of doing for themselves. Like what for they the achieve others. for themselves is completely up to them. But what they can do for you is what's more important. And I feel that um, the, the balance between being a coach and being an athlete is very important because in the CrossFit world, double standards don't exist. Exactly. And as much as possible, we coaches, we like to be able to perform just as well. All right, what do you think about that, Renz? Yes. Nothing. Yes. <laughs> no, like it's seriously. It's big boy fashion. Not, seriously though, no, yes, not a no. lot of people. Yeah. I'm not, not a, a lot coach, of people. So. We're gonna stop Reggie from blabbering out because he's he, it, 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 If you have him, if you give him like a few beers, he's quite critical about who five his, minute who his favorite session. coaches are. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, seriously, not a lot of people generally look at CrossFit as a coaching driven thing. Right. But I honestly think CrossFit has a lot to do with culture. Yeah. You know, rather than. Uh, Rather than um, say, say um, price points, which yeah. I think is kind of stupid, honestly, because mm. you know, uh, you, you give, you pay for a thousand, you get a thousand, but you pay right. for three thousand, you pay for four thousand, you get four thousand, mm -hmm. you pay for five thousand, definitely you're gonna get the quality. Yeah. At least that's the goal. Right. With right. good gyms and good yeah. boxes, right? Mm. So it has a lot to do with culture. For honestly. sure. For sure. So. What is it that you do? What is your regimen like? And how do you find balance uh, when it comes to your job as a coach? Because you are the head coach of CrossFit Infinitas. Yeah. And your position as an athlete as well. Yeah, that's... Honestly, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Because uh, I've, I've been having a lot of that... Uh, I've been asked that a lot of times in the past. Uh, this was about maybe four... No, three years ago. Mm -hmm. I used to spend about six hours a day playing 2K. <laughs> okay. Just like you know, playing Dota, playing uh, Counter Strike, and whatnot. I had to give that up about three years ago, so, right? Because I figured out that it's not particularly, particularly uh, adding to the goals that I've set for myself, right? Yeah. But regimen. As much as I'd like to say I don't coach as much anymore, mm -hmm. I coach about 12, 
12 classes a week. Which is not a lot, yeah. considering. Yeah, I used to coach about 20, 21 classes right. a week. And over the years, I've started de delegating that a lot more simply because uh, it opens up my time to mm. focus on a lot of different things. It's not because I don't like work, mm. but I'm the type of guy who brings work home. Yep. Right? Yep. So I think, yeah, you've, you and I, we've been talking a lot about yep. that. We're both the same. Yep. We end up uh, staying up at 12 midnight programming mm. yep. and reading. And so, as head coaches, I mean, we're not doing our jobs if we just keep all the classes to ourselves exactly. for a long period of time. Exactly. I think part of the head coach's uh, job in it's the long develop. run is to develop coaches good enough to, who will eventually just take all your classes from you. Which would and be then your dream. job, pretty much. <laughs> and then your job now lies on just continued development. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, honestly, it, it goes back to answering your why, it, yeah. why you're doing stuff. Because uh, I, I live a pretty, I guess, I, I can't really say I have work hours. Because mm. mm. uh, generally, I wake up at about 7 in the morning right. to coach the first class of the day. Okay. Uh, that used to be my, my thing for the past year or so. I've started delegating that away. I don't like work, waking up that early anyway. Okay. But generally, I coach one class in the morning, go back home to my house. is about two or three minutes away from the box anyway. So I go back home, get a little bit of coffee, maybe have a little bit of breakfast, and then go back to the gym at about 12 or 1 and train from 1 all the way to four or five. Right. Then from five to six, I recover. I take that time to recover, shower. You know, you don't want to show up at your class smelling right. like crap. Yep. Yep. Uh, hygiene's a big thing for me. Uh, shower, drink your whey protein, get your recovery food. Clean your beard. Clean your beard. Clean your beard. Comb that hundred times. You know. Cut that shit up. Definitely. And then coach again at six and seven. Sometimes even up to eight thirty. Mm -hmm. So end up. Finishing work at about 10. Okay. Then get my next meal in. And once I get home, it's all about reading. So right. I fall asleep. Right. So that's a typical day of uh, in the life of Coach Pip. When you, when you train, what is the prioritization? Oh, like? man. Like, this, this, is, this is where we could geek out, honestly. <laughs> I think uh, training and prioritizations are... There aren't any actual final answers, I guess. Yeah. Because it's all, that's where I think uh, Greg, uh, Coach Greg Glassman has the genius in. You know, the magic is in the movement, but in the, if the artistry is in the programming. Yeah. You know? Uh, I usually adhere to the three-headed beast concept mm -hmm. of uh, weightlifting, gymnastics, and engine. Those are the three things that definitely, if you want to get competitive in, in CrossFit, that's the thing you have to focus on. But over time, I've learned to think about uh, a person as a full tank of gas, right? Right. So, your gas not being being not your energy, but more of your central nervous system. Mm -hmm. I've been a lot more focused on your body as a whole rather than as a muscle group. Right. So, I go from the most taxing to your central nervous system to the least taxing. Mm -hmm. Right. So, with training prioritization, I usually go with what I'm weakest at, or with a skill development at the start and a big chunk of weightlifting. And then a CrossFit conditioning piece, and finally a conditioning piece right. at yeah. the end. Yeah, generally, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, one of the reasons why this question pops out is because um, for for the coaches 
who are athletes or the athletes who are coaches out there, one of the biggest problems that they encounter is, okay, I'm about to work out. What do I do now? Exactly. And this is usually the first question that pops out in their head. And, and, and I've always wondered, like, what is your take on it, right? I know a lot of people who, like, such as myself, I have a five in the morning shift. Yeah. Um, and so I try to, I, I've tried lifting at that time in the morning. And it just Mad really props. doesn't work for me. You know, I can do it, but it just doesn't work very well. And so what I've learned to do is just kind of jump straight into some skill work, start off light, make it longer. Yeah. If it was like 15 minutes, I'll turn it into a 20 minute and exactly. use the first five minutes to kind of warm up for the movement. And then do my EMOM work, uh, skill development work, uh, hit up some goats, get into the Metcon. And then later in the day, I'll just do the strength portion and some weightlifting and then I'll just yeah. head home. You yeah, know? that's interesting. Cause yeah. uh, the, the way that I've been doing it, there's a lot of days where I come in not really wanting to work out. Right. You know, because like you're you're plenty tired from all the classes you've been handling yeah. and all the you know not sleeping. Yeah. You got If you're a head coach, you got to get used to not sleeping. Yeah. yeah. So that takes a huge Something toll on your energy. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mr. But the three-headed beast makes a lot of sense, especially if you kind of know and you're able to distinguish which one you should be hitting exactly. first. Exactly. Right. Which head you should be cutting off first. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I that sort of helped me over time is to take your time on your warm ups. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of people. Do you hear that, Renzi? No, dude, seriously. <laughs> a lot of people just go for their shoulder dislocates and then jump into the barbell and whatnot. But we do have a few friends who are just an insanely annoying. Hello, yeah. Justin Hernandez. Hi, Nico Mariso. Uh, does a split. Ah, what are you guys doing? Okay, let's go. Right. Um, remember, each person is different. Yeah. Some of us have day jobs, some people have desk jobs. Not everybody has the same flexibility, not everybody's able to warm up the same way. And so, like what Coach Pip said, really take your time on the warm ups. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I take up to 10 minutes on the assault bike just right. to warm up. Yeah. You know? I do that for my go down. What do you feel is the hardest part about being an athlete and a coach at the same time? If you were to point out one thing, one thing. Damn, that's hard. Just one thing? Yeah. Like what is at the top of your head, like probably the hardest part? Motivation, honestly. Right, yeah. I, I do agree with you on that one. Yeah. 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 You got to be able to push yourself because yeah. coach athlete, you're, pre you're still an athlete, mm -hmm. you know? Like yeah. a lot of coaches, you know, I don't believe in coaches who can't do what they're talking about. No, I think all coaches should be athletes. Exactly. I think all coaches, I should, think be all coaches should be athletes. I think yeah. all coaches should get into an experience of, of competing at least once. You know, you gotta get. You know, you, you gotta deal with the heartache of uh, of losing. You gotta deal with the heartache of being no rep and understanding that there's some judges who just really are not partners with you yep. and whatnot. Yep. So um, honestly, the motivation to be better. Right. Yeah. That's the hardest part about being an athlete if and a you coach can, at the same if time. If you can motivate yourself, you can pretty much motivate anybody. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because. Yeah. Uh, a lot of coaches just end up doing what they want to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And a lot of people say that, oh, you're a coach for a box. Wow, that must be so fun for you. You can train all you want. Oh, hell no. So this is the part that a lot of people do not understand about people who actually coach classes, especially if we're talking about blocks. When we say blocks, we're looking at three, sorry, two, three, four, maybe up to five classes in a row. Exactly. And in the world of labor, right, <laughs> with the amount of work that we put. So basically, the way they've kind of referenced this is this. The one hour we spend teaching a class, if you were to kind of relate that to your time being on a desk, the ratio that they've kind of set up is one is to four and a half. 
So basically, our one hour teaching a class, the amount of effort and energy that goes into that uh, versus somebody who sits on a desk, maybe on a computer, is about four and a half hours. Yeah. So if you're looking at a five hour shift, meaning five classes in a row, you're looking at a coach who just spent 20 hours worth of energy. If that, that, that correlation and science behind the hours is actually true. Nonetheless, what I think a lot of people don't understand, just like what you said, it's the motivating piece part. After five hours of just talking and repetitive coaching and just pushing others because they get that energy from you, it's really hard to just kind of jumpstart yourself again and just go straight into coach, uh, you know, training yourself. Out, yeah. And so I do agree with you in yeah. saying that, that that is one of the hardest yeah, things to the do. The job with coaching that a lot of people don't understand is it's, this is a piece that I've read somewhere. I don't exactly remember. I may have the details wrong even, yeah. but I think it was Julie Andrews who goes like, whenever she gets into performing, performing in front of the stage, she always, um, she has this mantra. I'm not yeah. sure if this is Julie Andrews, but I remember one of them. It's like, time for you to give blood, time for you to give blood. And you know, I think that's what coaching has, what's what coaching is about. It's right. about not just talking, not just facilitate, facilitating an exercise or a workout, yeah. but more of like giving of yourself to a group, right. you know? Yeah. That's why it's so taxing. Yeah. Whenever I see a good coach, it's it's that coach who just puts puts it all out there gotcha. for their athlete, you know, who won't take uh, that's okay as a as a, you know as an answer, or who won't say like oh uh, heels down and you, you see that athlete without any improvement. It's like all right, good job. Yeah. It's so it's like they're not exactly. being relentless. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Gotcha. So it, it has a lot to do with giving of yourself over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We got so we've got. Um, I mean, we don't know how many listeners we have really. Uh, we just hit 1,000 likes on Facebook. Got we just hit. Thank you. Yay! Thanks everybody. Um, we're about to break a few hundred followers on Instagram as well, and on YouTube we've got quite a number of subscribers who we don't even know. So it's quite fascinating. But to the people who actually listen to our pod podcast. What would you recommend? What would you suggest to them? Or what piece of advice would you give them to them? Especially if they're like us, who are coaches and athletes at the same time. Yeah, um, I'm going back to, to my first uh, question. Find your why. Because uh, as long as you have your why answered, as long as you have that answered, you could overcome your what's. My why is between X and Z. Exactly. Find your X. No, no, no. <laughs> who good, bro? Who good? No, seriously. Yeah. Ooh. No, but um, your why will definitely uh, overcome your what's. Like, why are you tired? Uh, if you're tired, why are you doing this? If you're stressed, why are you doing this? You know, finding the reason why would be the number one thing that I would honestly suggest. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people they derive their whys from. Um, from the fulfillment that they get right. from helping people out. Yeah. Some people get find their whys from the fulfillment that they get from improving. Right. You know, you gotta find that and you gotta stick to that. Mm. You gotta stick to your yeah. guts on that one. Mm. No, that makes a lot of sense. That's really good advice though. I mean, especially for people who, who try to just keep on finding reason for why, why they do yeah. what they're doing. And honestly, if you wanna get better as a coach and an athlete, be relentless. Right. That's what I what I gotta say. A lot of coaches tend to stop at the level one manual. Right. But honestly, it's a great piece of information. But it's a starter piece. Right. It's like it's it's grade one level shiznit, right? Mm. So you gotta you gotta improve on yourself as a coach, and then also as an athlete, work yeah. your weaknesses. Yeah. That 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 works with coaching as well. 
some people they're great with uh, with uh, talking, but they suck at seeing. Right. Yeah. Some people are great at seeing, but they can't really relate that to other right, people. Yeah. So you gotta work on your weaknesses yeah. wherever you are. You gotta go back to the manuals, the level ones, the level twos. Yeah. You know the six principles of proper coaching, exactly. seeing, correcting, and all of that. Yeah. Go higher than that even. You yeah. Know? You yeah. research the people who you think have been doing a great job. Yeah. Just yeah. continuous pursuit. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like as you get better as a coach as well, you become a better athlete. Yeah. Definitely. It kind of goes the other way around. The 1,000 well. reps and the 10,000 yeah. hours, those are going to help. Yeah. If you become yeah. a better athlete, you become a better coach as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think it's about, about time to start wrapping up on the, the session. But, of course, we'll do real quickly. Um, what is your favorite Christmas food? Ha, easy. Christmas ham. For me... Majestic ham. For me, it's a Filipino tradition where you have mala soup. Molo soup. Yeah, we Damn. have that all the time at home. It's, it's yeah. basically, for those who don't know what molo soup is, dumplings it's basically soup. they're like dumplings, they're like meatballs wrapped in With rice. Shrimp, right? Rice wrappers. It's the best, yo. Um, how about you, Renzi? Lechon, of course. <laughs> nah, me, it's Lechon. That, that's cannibalism, buddy. <laughs> That's so good. It's majestic ham. It's, it's something I grew up with, man. Yeah. What measures can you suggest for people to take to avoid extra holiday weight? It's a season of gains, yo. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> We're like <laughs> racial all over again. I was telling this girl earlier, like, hey, stop eating donuts. And then Rachel's like, it's the holidays. You can eat whatever you want. No. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. taking this, you know, live a little. I agree with that. Living a little is great. But I think about, I think about it in terms of needing, you know. Right. A lot of people don't have a great relationship with food. Yeah. They think of food as a comfort for stress. Yeah, they have a great about, relationship uh, right? with food. <laughs> <laughs> they think about food as something to do when you're bored. Right. Yeah. You know, but rather than thinking of food as fuel. Right. But that doesn't mean you don't get to live a little. You know, right. I think about things as 100%. You know, if you're eating three meals a day, seven days a week, that's 21 meals, that's 100%. Right. I think that 85-15 80, rule is great. Right. So. 85% of your meals have to be good or great. That leaves you with 15% of your meals yeah. for crap. You right. know, yeah. you gotta live a little, just like yeah. what Rachel said. That's true. So that's uh, seven days a week, three meals a day. That means you got three meals a week where you can eat whatever the heck you want. Gotcha. Right? Because yeah. you don't need to eat sweets every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't need to eat that cake every single day. You don't need to You're eat ready. these donuts You're every ready. single day. <laughs> so since we've got about since we've got about two weeks left in the year. Uh, that gives you an idea. So you've got six meals. So try to partition. Think six about meals. that. Right? Not in a row. <laughs> not, in, not, in a, never, not in a row. Across in a row. two weeks, guys. Not in a row and not in two days. Because I'll yeah. be like six meals in two days and you're done. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Fitness them, is gone. Let's give them one home workout uh, to do while they're at home and the boxes are closed. Ah, easy. I love imams. Imams are great. So... Yeah, I, something that I like doing is imams are not electronic moms, guys. Yeah, it's every minute I wish on so, the minute. Right? I wish. <laughs> yeah. I death by imam, death by every minute on the minute yeah. of whatever body weight movement you think you can think of. I'm, I'm biased towards the burpee because right. it just simply works so many muscle groups yeah. and people hate it for some reason. Yeah. So just go one a minute, and then two the next minute, three the next minute until you can't complete the prescribed number within one minute. Right. I guarantee you, within 20 minutes, you're, you're swamped. Yeah. So here's our next challenge for that one. Since that is the workout that Pippa suggested, here's what we're going to do. 
throughout the holidays, shoot yourself doing that exact workout. Every minute on the minute. Minute number one, one Wonder. burpee. Minute number two, two, two burpees. So on and so forth. The winner gets a free ground grown t-shirt oh, in January. Oh snap. Boom. We just threw that out. Santa right here. Ground, ground Santa. Shirts, they're being made. Santa. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's what's up. But anyways, thank you, Pip, so much yeah, for thank you for, for being on the show. Thank, thank you, you everybody, for Woo! hanging out. We got that crowd. Right, we got that crowd. I, I, we're going to have to figure out a way to incorporate the crowd being in here because there's a lot of people here, and they're just staying quiet for Watch us. Watch out, Willie like, and Billy, man. We're taking your spot. <laughs> we're like 15, 30 minutes. So like, we just need silence, guys. And they're super gracious to give that to us. But right after this is done, we're going to jump right into working out. That's for sure. So please don't forget to like us on Facebook. We are the ground. Groundgrown podcast over there on Instagram. Same thing at Groundgrown Podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We're all over the place. Yeah. We've got a SoundCloud and, and an iTunes or a podcast up as well. So please follow. Uh, and then when you guys see our posts, please share, retweet, repost. We're doing this for for love of the community of uh, fitness and health in the Philippines, specifically through the medium of CrossFit. As we said in our pilot episode, this is just merely a platform so we can have all these discussions for the betterment of our community. So again, thank you, Coach Pip. Thank you thank for you. having me, guys. Thank you, big boy. He didn't yeah. even finish his donut. Oh, uh, he right. got hurt by what I just said. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Peace. <laughs>